Today, Senator Rand Paul presses Dr. Rachel Levin on Capitol Hill and uh, progressives threaten to abandon COVID-19 relief if it doesn't include minimum wage hike. You may be wondering what one has to do with the other. Well, so are we. Uh, we've got a lot to get into and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez uh, reporting to you from the Arctic Tundra because <laughs> whenever Glenn just leaves the uh, set, it is in fact freezing in this building. Uh, we're going to try our best to uh, get through this program without actually freezing to death. I'm joined by Stu Bergier of Stu Does America. I had my uh, heat on 90 in my car the whole way here uh, to warm up from the radio show. I just got warm and then we came in here. <laughs> you had to come and do this. Babies. Pat Gray. Oh, Pat Gray on uh, It's cold outside too. I mean, Texas cold yeah, this time, not like not Arctic cold. cold. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Like, what, 50 today? How are you here without a jacket? I'm tough. I'm oh from Montana. Golly. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. So we've got a lot to get into. Um, <clears throat> I know you guys were thinking before you walked onto this set that you really wanted to talk about the issue of uh, genital mutilation. And uh, mm -hmm. right. Finally. Uh, yeah. Finally, we're going to discuss it. Uh, th yeah, but That's got a six part documentary coming out. Yeah. On, yeah. Really? Yeah. Next week. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to catch that. <laughs> Ken Burns and I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Senator Rand Paul uh, today pressed Joe Biden's nominee for assistant secretary of health uh, on whether the government should override a parent's consent to allow a gender dysphoric child to begin taking hormones or pursue sex change therapy. Now, this comes because, as we know, Dr. Rachel Levine, who is from Pennsylvania, uh, who is, of course, a transgender woman, so a biological man, is the nominee. And in the past, she's even tweeted about it. If you go to her social media, uh, she has a tweet in which she expresses support for puberty blockers for uh, children, young children, being able to change their gender. Um, and not just like, hey, I think I am a girl or a boy, but actually taking these medications uh, in order to do so. So Rand Paul went back and forth with the doctor, did not get a straight answer from her, and uh, but kept going in this clip, watch. For most of our history, we have believed that minors don't have full rights and the parents need to be involved. So I'm alarmed that you won't say with certainty that minors should not have the ability to make the decision to take hormones that will affect them for the rest of their life. Will you make a more firm decision on whether or not minors should be involved in these decisions? Senator, uh, transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field, uh, and if confirmed to the position of Assistant Secretary of Health, I would certainly be pleased to come to your office and talk with you and your staff about the standards of care and the complexity of this field. Let it go into the record that the witness refused to answer the question. The question is a very specific one. Should minors be making these momentous decisions? For most of the history of medicine, we wouldn't let you have a cut sewn up in the ER. But you're willing to let a minor take things that prevent their puberty, and you think they get that back? You give a woman testosterone enough that she grows a beard, do you think she's going to go back looking like a woman when you stop the testosterone? You have permanently changed them. Infertility is another problem. None of these drugs have been approved for this. They're all being used off-label. I find it ironic that the left that went nuts over hydroxychloroquine being used possibly for COVID are not alarmed that these hormones are being used off-label. There's no long-term studies. We don't know what happens to them. We do know that there are dozens and dozens of people who've been through this 
who, who regret that this happened and a permanent change happened to them. And you know, if you've ever been around children, 14 year olds can't make this decision. In the gender dysphoria clinic in England, 10% of the kids are between the ages of three and 10. We should be outraged that someone's talking to a three-year-old about changing their sex. I can't thank, vote thank, for you if you can't. Thank you so much, you. Senator Paul. Uh, so a tense moment between Senator Rand Paul and uh, Dr. Rachel Levine. I was lovely, by the way. She's it, beautiful. You have you ever seen a more beautiful woman? <laughs> Uh, I I oh. She's incredibly beautiful. I saw one once. once. Michelle Obama because her right. arms are her arms. Okay, the <laughs> arms, but yeah. but I mean in general, the the mo the perfect woman would be Rachel Levine with Michelle Obama's arms. Thank you. I think we could agree yes, on that. I think we can. Okay. Uh, so I mean, you know, it's it's uncomfortable to watch, and it's like, mm -hmm. all right, but I mean, <laughs> this is one of Joe Biden's nominees for a pretty important position. I get it's Assistant Secretary, but if we have people mm -hmm. in charge of the Department of Health and Human Services who think that you know three year olds should be able to consent to sex changes. Uh, that's a big deal. And we should acknowledge that the only reason this person has this job is yes. because of the, the they're transgendered and yes. they wanted mm -hmm. to set this new uh, first step on transgendered rights or whatever. There's no reason to say, in fact, we've seen terrible handling of health issues in Pennsylvania throughout the last year. Yeah, can I just say this mm -hmm. is the same person who... Uh, enacted the same policy, similar to Andrew Cuomo, yeah. removed her own right. mother from the nursing home mm -hmm. so that her mother wouldn't be affected. Yeah, I mean, so. this is a bad nominee, no matter what they look like mm -hmm. or no matter what they're saying in this particular hearing. When you go to this point, I mean, it's there's something that like we do when we argue points, right, where we take the most extreme crazy thing to set a sort of like baseline of the argument. And for years and years and years, I mean, there was always a back and forth from the left and the right about gay rights and gay marriage and transgender rights and whatever. But you should be able to say, look, a three-year-old, as the, the most extreme example he used, should not be making the decision about changing their gender, which, by the way, you can't actually do. You can have surgeries and take hormones to simulate a change of a gender, but you can't actually change your gender. But there's this idea that, like, a three-year-old can make a decision like this when we all know a three-year-old literally can't make any decision on their own. I mean, there's not... That's not what they do. They're three. A 10-year-old is the same thing. I mean, I have a nine-year-old, mm -hmm. and, like, he's not, like, he would not be capable of making a decision like this that would alter his entire life. That's what parents are for. Um, so, you know, it is, it's a remarkable that this, you know, Rachel Levine will probably sail through with every Democratic vote because of her identity. Mm -hmm. the, the fact that she won't answer, he won't answer, whatever, will not answer this very simple question, like, Come on. Right. Kids we're talking about. I understand. Mm -hmm. we, we can, they're all this other stuff. We're talking about kids. Should they be making their, their, this decision without parental notice? Right. We're like so far down the extreme thing, and they won't even say that. It's like when you ask a, a liberal, like, what about abortion one second before birth? And they won't say no. Yeah. Right. Well, because if this is a, if this is a, a position that you hold to be morally superior, why not say it? Yeah, no, it's true. Pat? I have kids at... Every age, up to 38 years old. <laughs> I wouldn't allow my 38-year-old to make that decision. <laughs> I don't know. They're just not capable. They're not capable no. of making that. I'd be like, no, uh, you can't make that decision. Yeah. Let me help you out.
<laughs> you're gonna stay the same sex, okay? Well, I mean, it, it's kind of what, not at 38, but it's kind of what like parents are designed to do. Stu, yeah. you pointed out, there's a reason why we are the ones who are in charge of our children's lives until they are at least 18. It's, it's the most absurd thing, maybe, that I've ever heard, because um, we all know, as Stu just said, you, you're, they're, they're incapable of that. They're incapable when they're teenagers of making decisions like that. Mm-hmm. They really are. I mean, they're, they're d- butt stupid <laughs> until they're like 25 years old. And even then. And even then, it's a little iffy. Yeah. 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 Even then, they shouldn't vote till they're 35. I mean, if you so, can't be president, you can't vote for president, right? Right. Man, that's right. just ridiculous. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Now, look, I mean, you know, this goes on the back of, of there's a poll that came out yesterday which talked about um, the breakouts of, of, you know, how many people are gay, how many people are lesbian, how many people are bisexual, transgendered. And did, it, did it say how many people are two-spirit? It did not. They didn't even ask that, which to me was hateful. Wow. I thought it was hateful. Very wow. hateful. Very, very, very hateful. I'm offended. Um, <laughs> there was no plus. There was a, no Q. It was just oh, wow. LGBT. That's it. That's it, wow. which I thought was really bad. Um, they lost both cues? <laughs> both cues. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, yeah, so, we lost mm. them. <laughs> so, anyway, the poll, I don't have it in front, in front of me. intersects, they, right? No. Surely they had no? Oh, no. Wow. They didn't, they didn't uh, wow. they have that either. They did have pansexual. They asked how many people were pansexual. Okay. Uh, right, but it was, well, I printed better. out the poll, and it, came, it was on the outside of the paper. It didn't fit. <laughs> I don't know what the result was. I assume it was like 80% are pansexual, but I don't know. It was outside um, of the paper? Yeah, the, you didn't reprint printing. it? I printed uh, it landscape on, okay. on, on the portrait. <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, all right. Paper by mistake, <laughs> which is a problem. It's my fault. It's my fault, and I apologize. It really is. To all the intersex that people out there. Fault. Yeah. Huh. And all the pansexual <laughs> folks who happen to be tuning in. Um, he apologizes, we, I'm sure. I, I definitely. Right? Oh, my right? gosh. I apologize yeah. for everything I've ever yeah. said, Pat, and including the thing I'm about to say, which is they found that the poll found that of mille- mm. uh, the Zoom Zoomer Generation Z, whatever they're calling them, Zoomers, which is yeah. just awful. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they found that 11.8% of them were bisexual. Eleven point eight percent. One point eight percent was uh, was transgendered. I think it was like one point six percent were lesbian, and like two percent were gay. So now we're up to to believe right now that there are more transgendered people in this uh, upcoming uh, group than there than there are um, certainly bisexual, but mm-hmm. even lesbians. Like wow. there's just they're they're disappearing apparently. And when you look through the age when you look through the age ranges, what you see is like. For, for bisexual, it's like 11% um, of Generation Z, and it slowly steps down uh, the percentages until you get to older people, and it's like 2% right. of older people. And it's like, well, if you're going to go by the sort of Lady Gaga thesis here that everyone's born this way, you know, why are those percentages so different? I think there is a fair argument to say that it's become more acceptable as we've gone on through time and like more acceptable to come out of the closet. But the people we're talking about are alive. Like right. they're 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 mm-hmm. like. 40 years old now in a period where they're alive and they could come out of the closet and they could certainly answer a, an, an anonymous poll accurately at this <clears> point <throat> in their lives. Yep. But like, we're like, it, 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 it's just like, there's another part of it that is it's 11.8% of the population uh, generation Z is bisexual. When you look at that, uh, they broke it out a little bit and they said, well, you're bisexual. Are you having a opposite sex relationship or a same sex relationship? Pretty interesting question. I thought they did a good job with this poll. What they found is that it was like 
10 times as many people in the bisexual group were having opposite sex relationships. Yeah. That's just, you're just straight, right? <laughs> like, like, I think there's this thing that you can do, um, and I've heard people say this before. It's hip well, to on. be bi. They're straight, yeah. right, they're straight, but they're trendy. Straight with trendy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there you go. I think there mm -hmm. is legitimately this thing that is like somewhat tied to politics and somewhat tied to being open-minded where people will yep. say to you, look, I don't care what they are. I'll, whoever I fall in love yep. with, I fall in love with. <laughs> and consider that to be bisexual. They just always happen to fall in love with someone of the opposite sex. I mean, I, that's always just been straight. You know, I mean, we're, we're changing <clears throat> these definitions all the time. It's hard to track these numbers. But it's a fascinating thing to watch mm -hmm. in that like, I, you know, what is the what is causing that? It, it is a dramatic change. We're talking four, five, and six times as many people that are young are doing these things, and and it, I don't think it's a coincidence that they've grown up in the most accepting era of mm -hmm. these things. Say if they're good, the bad, you can you can toss that around all night. But like the idea that this is just some like you wake up when you're zero years old and you are this thing forever, is you know at times, provably false, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Some people decide to go different ways with it uh, over time. So uh, it's a tough discussion because, you know, it's the type of thing that gets you thrown off social media. Luckily, I'm saying it on your show, so I don't care what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget, was it what, five years ago, the AMA, maybe it was 10 years ago? I don't think it was even 10 years ago. The AMA said that transgenderism was a mental disorder. Yeah. The right? American Music Awards? <laughs> yes. Why would they? Yes. I don't know what they were doing in it. That's a weird uh, segment. I didn't see that. Really yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. It's really weird. That's really strange. I mean, it just like, what business is it of the American <laughs> Music Association? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> no, it's but, weird. But now. But now. They've erased that. Yes. And it's as if that yes. never even And I happened. believe. If I remember correctly, do you remember how long it's been? Because I, I think it was five years ago. I want to say it was five or less. I think it was five years ago. The American Medical Association him. said it was a mental disorder. Now, all of a sudden, you're perfectly healthy. Now you have the mental disorder if you don't accept that to be the reality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, right. we talked to uh, Ryan Anderson uh, from uh, Heritage <clears throat> Foundation, among other places. And he, w he wrote a book in 2018 that was called <laughs> When Harry Turned Into Sally. Um, and uh, it was about uh, transgenderism and just the science on it. And like, you know, obviously he's a conservative, so it kind of comes off as like, you know, this probably isn't a good thing. I mean, the science, you know, like, look, the, this it's widely supported over time that what what uh, people uh, believe that, that are, you know, we've talked to several doctors about this, that, you know, the research basically shows that trans, people who are transgendered, who have, who have gender issues early in life, um, if they don't have the transition, they wind up usually being gay. Mm -hmm. And if they um, if they do have the if they don't have the transition, the overwhelming majority of them are thankful they didn't have the transition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that's just you know, I and mean, these are just these are just numbers. You know, um, various studies have shown the same types of things. Um, so, like you're legitimately taking the t you're you're replacing the G and the L with the T. Um, and I, I I mean I just feel like. It, it's one thing if you want to do that as an adult. Mm -hmm. you, know, you can make your mind up. I, I, again, mm -hmm. like I, it's it's a very complicated situation. There is some truth to that, but it's not complicated when you're a kid. Right. Kids would make 
terrible decisions all the time. My children would eat Skittles all day. That's all they would eat was Skittles. Uh, that's not a, healthy, uh, it's not a healthy way to eat. And I'm not a healthy person either, and I can even know that it's all Skittles all the time. It's not a healthy way to eat. They, you need, parents need to be there to be able to guide them through especially life-changing decisions you make when you're young. It's insanity. And in a way, Rand Paul is giving uh, her an out yeah. here by yeah. saying, like, here's the lowest hurdle to clear. Mm-hmm. Kid, young kid, doesn't tell their parents about it. Can they do it? Oh, I'll come to your office and I'll talk to you about it later. <laughs> it's like, all right. I mean, I, I don't know how you even, uh, how can you even have a conversation with somebody who believes yeah. that? It's, it's, it's so crazily over the line that mm-hmm. I think... You'd pull that question and you'd find 95% of Americans would be like, okay, wait a minute, that's too far. Yeah. Uh, All right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar, So, um, which I think Pat and I can speak about. Mm -hmm. Stu is like this vegetarian thing that he has going on. (laughs) And he doesn't know the deliciousness, but I bet you hear it from your wife a lot. I will say that no one at this table has spent more on Built Bar. In fact, no one in this audience or no one in this country has spent more (laughs) on Built Bar than my household. So I can say a lot about it. There's about 14,000 of them in my fridge at all times. My wife has a mural of her at the location of Built Bar. Pretty That's awesome. how much our family likes Built Bar. It's pretty awesome. Uh, so yeah, no, and it, I mean it's, it's it is amazing. She's almost like, oh, I wish you could try this because you know I don't, there's you know I don't eat gelatin, which yeah. is in there, but like. It's a, you know, it is one of those things where like all these flavors come out. I'm like, gosh, I really just want to take a bite. So good. Delicious. It's you. I mean, I I would love to tell you you're not missing out, but you're actually really (laughs) missing out. Thank you. And you should feel really bad about it. Wow. Uh, (laughs) They're low calorie, low sugar. Uh, They're really good for keto diets. If you're on a keto diet like I am, if you have some weight to lose or maybe you just don't like the fact that you're going to your, you know, your home uh, for COVID protocols, you're working from home and you're going to your pantry every 10 seconds and eating all of this food that you're embarrassed about later. Mm. Get Built bar, Sounds so you familiar. can satisfy your. Not that I'm talking about anyone <clears throat> at this table. Did you say also if you had weight to lose? Why do you? <laughs> why would you bring that up with us? I don't understand. But built bar, it's uh, way tastier than whatever protein bar you're eating now, and uh, it's covered in 100% chocolate, and it's actually the, like it's 130 calories. A lot of them are. I think they range to like 180, depending on what you buy. Delicious, high protein. You got to get it in your pantry so that you're snacking on something healthy. You can go to builtbar.com. Use promo code code news 20 you'll get 20 percent off of your next order they've got the chocolate uh cookie dough chunk right now i'm telling you you're not going to want to miss out on this it is builtbar.com use promo code news 20 back in a minute guys we finally done it uh we have solved discrimination hasbro the company that of course makes uh mr potato head they have decided to give the toy a makeover. It is now going to be uh, gender neutral. And they're dropping the mister. They're just going to go with potato head. The change will appear on boxes this year. Um, thankfully, I mean, we've got a lot of issues plaguing our society right now, but I think none as important as making sure that no toys have genders. Um, so I, I want to get your thoughts on this, gentlemen, but just I just really quickly, um, I have a couple things that I would like to to say about this. Number one being, I think it's really rude of them that Brian Stelter obviously identifies as male. <laughs> I don't think it's right of them to just assume that he wants to be gender neutral <laughs> now. I just think that, I mean, like that's kind of going against the discrimination that they're <laughs> saying that they're solving. Uh, number two, <laughs> Mrs. Potato Head, I think ma- might have something to say about this. 
because as we know, there was a Mr. Mm-hmm. and there was a Mrs. Mm-hmm. Although I do think that they already were interchangeable. Yeah. Okay. So I think that they that was already the solution. And I don't want to know what happens in their bedroom. But they mm-hmm. had the ability to interchange that. Now mm-hmm. all of a sudden, uh, Mrs. Potato Head is left like in the wind, I guess. Um, and also the fact that it's a fucking potato. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Is that? Well, it's not even actually a potato. It's a toy about a p- potato. <laughs> Technically, I mean, it's not even. Did a, I get all that out right? I think I, <clears throat> I do think that you did uh, nail that <laughs> I think one. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> that uh, you know, look, it, it was. Uh, I mean, it's not even a real potato, which makes me very upset about it. Um, it's, it's so your problem a, is yeah, that you like, can't. It's I not edible. It be, you can't. You can't eat it. I've tried. <laughs> you cannot eat. Mr., Mrs., or just Potato Head. You uh-huh. can't do it. You'll choke. Uh, look, I, I... I mean, I... I do, like, I, it's... it's. I'm joking, sort of, but, like... No, it's completely ridiculous, right? Our kids are not going to be able to play with any toys anymore. That's I mean, not just like, oh, well, is this is this a girl or is this a boy? Well, we, we can't really say. I know, it's stupid. Look, I mean, and, and of course, they're going to still have, I would assume, the attachments that make them look like a boy or a girl. Like, this just seems like Hasbro wants to save on printing packages. Like, they're just going to give one potato. You can make it a man or a woman, however you want, right? Like, I, um, it's pretty silly. I will say that there are other priorities, though. It's not... I know you're kind of joking by saying that, like, you know, making sure potatoes have no genders is not really the top issue. The top issue is taking all black people off of packaging. That should be, we've got cream of wheat, we've got Aunt Jemima, we've got Uncle Ben. Mm-hmm. I want no African Americans on packaging. I think that's the top uh, uh, goal of our country. Um, if not, I mean, I know the Jeep, we got to get the names off Jeep Cherokee, we got to get the yes. Cherokee off the car. Yes. Yeah. I do yeah. think that what we should do is just name all of our products after boring white people. So you have like the Jeep Stew I mean, and the uh, Chevy Pat. Right, and uh, I, you're is, a little too. You've got a little bit too much flavor yeah, to, be, to be used here. Too spicy. You're too spicy. <laughs> <laughs> you're a little too spicy. Yeah. Sarah, though, will work. I mean, Sarah okay. seems like a white name. Does um, it? Yes. You know, maybe I that's know. Why I'm white passing. <clears throat> yeah, you're white. You're a white passing POC. So maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. But I mean, this is just—it's absolutely ridiculous. When though will we get Barbara Bush off the Quaker Oats package? <laughs> when will that <laughs> no, happen? Pat. When will that happen? Will that be soon, or I mean, are you? I mean, I I don't think that's <laughs> okay. So this goes along with another story right now. Uh, a proposed California bill would assess thousand dollar fines to retailers who don't create a gender neutral space in their toy sections. So in their toys and apparel sections, they have to have a gender neutral section. I mean, they're they're literally talking about finding businesses for not going along with this nonsense. And Mm. I just can't freaking do it anymore. There, Mm. I caught myself. I can't I do mean, it anymore. They already have to bleep it out. You might as well just let them fly now. I mean, this <laughs> I might know. as well I just might go. get fired. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's so hard. I think, like, the thing I keep falling back on, and I don't know, maybe I don't care about this nation. I don't care about what's going on here. But, like, I don't have enough energy to care about all of these things. Like, I legitimately... But do you care that your kids are growing up in a society where oh, yeah. they are trying to do all of these things and your oh, son yeah. is is supposed Entirely. to feel feel bad that he's a man? No. Also, he's white, so he's got mm-hmm. those two things against him. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's I'm not disagreeing insane. With you. Yeah, I, I think what I'm saying, I, I'm looking at it from their perspective for a minute, though, right? Like, can you imagine if every day you woke up and looked around the toy aisle for something you might find offensive? If you looked around where pancakes and rice are sold to see what character is uh, is on the front to see if you should be offended that day and then to go on social media and post and post and post and write letters and like 
you've accomplished nothing. Like the fact that Aunt Jemima is not on that pancake box accomplishes zilch. Well, I mean, with it, the exception of the fact that African Americans can't buy their favorite pancakes anymore. Right. Because, I mean, it erases black people if that's what you're trying to do. Yeah, and it does seem like that. I, I mean, it does seem like that's part of it, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. it really does mm-hmm. seem like you know when when it when a when Native Americans come to you and say, you know what, ninety percent of us are not <laughs> offended by the Washington Redskins name. We think it honors us, and then you just take the name away, like. <laughs> What have you done? Yeah. You're, you're, you are white-splaining, essentially, like when African-Americans or Native Americans or whoever should be offended. And that should be what people are offended about. Yeah. But apparently, apparently not. Uh, then in California, um, was it California where they're, they're going to find stores for separating toys mm-hmm. in boys and girls mm-hmm. sections? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to find a store <laughs> if they put toys in different sections? $1,000. Are you kidding? I mean, the insanity is just so out of control. Well, and where would Monopoly be? Money? <laughs> <laughs> if you could play it in toy currency, I'd be okay with it. Where would be, like, the line? Because, I mean, if you're a retail store, you've got people shopping in and out of the aisles. What if someone has a, a toy and takes it to a different aisle and leaves it there? Think you have to arrest then you them. get fined. Think you have to arrest that. <laughs> but person. then, does the store then have to pay that fine? I mean, yes. how is this even policed? Who is enforcing this? It's, and this is all being taught in our schools uh-huh. and, mm-hmm. and to our kids. Uh, you know, you mentioned the. Uh, we were talking about Rachel Levine and the whole transgender thing. This is all being taught in the schools. Kids can go and get this stuff done yeah. on their own. And I will say this: that just to expand on, on on all of our previous conversations, many over many of these years, I keep coming back to this. It's like. We sit here and we have these conversations about how inane this is and how poisonous it is, so much of it, uh, and, and the fact that it's being taught directly to our kids at school. And then we will go on the next break and say, open up the schools. And it's like, well, maybe we should keep the, clothes, the schools mm. closed and mm-hmm. we should send the kids to private school or any other place, maybe under a bridge, to be taught by, by, by homeless vagrants instead of these people. Because what yeah. they're doing to our kids is really traumatic. Okay. But, yes. But However, I yes, I, I understand. As long a, as you're taking my tax money, yes. open up the damn schools. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, look, they should be open. It's, it's a separate argument, but I think that. Yes. Like I, I agree. Conservatives, I think, are missing a great opportunity yes. here with these schools being closed and with people being so frustrated about them being closed to say, hey, there are better options. Because yes. not only are you pissed off that your school's not open and your kids are with you because they have to stay home and have nowhere to go, but in addition to that, when they go to the school, they're going to teach them poison. Yeah. So, I mean, we really need to like make, a, I think, a bigger issue about trying to figure out ways, even for people who can't afford it, mm-hmm. to be able to take their kids out of these schools and learn from sane people occasionally. Yes. Yeah. Homeschool your children. I did. I'm like really, really busy and I still find time. Uh, you got to find the right curriculum. I can promise you it is out there. All right. We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Bambi. If you are a small business owner, entrepreneur, uh, you probably know this already, but HR issues can just like totally decimate your entire business. Uh, you've got wrongful termination suits that you could be liable for. You've got minimum wage requirements to remember, which, by the way, we are going to get into uh, after the break, minimum wage and uh, labor regulations that you're not you're not you can't remember that. That's not where you're 
expertise is. And HR manager salaries are like $70,000 a year. And uh, that's a lot of money. So Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for you, the small business owner. You will get a dedicated HR manager who can maintain your compliance. They can build your HR policy. They can do it all for $99 a month. This is a steal that you are going to get from Bambi. You're going to get a dedicated HR manager who is available like by phone, email, real-time chat, however you want to contact them. They will handle your onboarding. They will handle your terminations. They will customize all of your policies to fit your business, and they will manage the day-to-day. They will do it all. $99 a month, all right? It's month to month, no hidden fees. You can cancel anytime if you don't like it, but you will because they will help you. Let Bambi help get your free HR audit today. You can go to Bambi.com slash matters right now to schedule that free HR audit. I'm telling you guys, it is worth it. B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash matters. Back in a minute. Progressive legislators like our good friend, good friend of the program, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, threatened to bolt on the uh, COVID-19 relief bill if it does not include a hike in the minimum wage. AOC said that uh, they're going to abandon it if they do not uh, pass through with reconciliation the $15 minimum wage attached. And uh, she's taking a stand against it. She said, it's a small technicality, but I do think we've got every tool in our toolbox here, Uh, whether it is reconciliation, whether it is ultimately reforming the filibuster, we're going to need to deliver on our promise to raise the wage for 27 million Americans. Uh, you know, it's good. I mean, it's good that that the Democrats aren't playing games, aren't playing political games with you know Americans' paychecks. Yeah, no, so that's good. Definitely not. Uh, I mean, look, she she of course does really want this, but she will also fall in line if she is needed um, for a bill that's going to spend 1.9 trillion dollars on other various wish list items for for Democrats. Yeah. Um, you know, the 15 dollars minimum wage. I don't even think honestly it can be done this way. I, I don't think it makes sense. I mean, we haven't had Does a... That, do rules matter now? Well, I don't know. There's the Senate parliamentarian who's going to give this ruling. We haven't, I don't think it's come down yet, has it? I, mm. I, if it came down today, I missed it. Um, but they're going to say, hey, uh, yes, you can put a minimum wage bill through reconciliation. I don't think that is within the rules. Mm-hmm. Now, you're right. They could change the rules, and they could say, well, you know what? Uh, <clears throat> now you can. Uh, they just have to get the votes to do that. They'd need Manchin and cinema. But again, when, when needed... All of these guys will come around. All of them will mm-hmm. come around when needed. Now, I think there's a chance that, like, something where, um, you know, Joe Manchin might say, I'll, "I'm only going to do twelve fifty an hour." Like, you'll, you'll get. Right. You, I wouldn't be surprised to see something well, like. Who was that. it? Romney and someone else want to do ten dollars an hour. Yep. They want to do ten. I think was it seven twenty five now. So they, you know, they want to raise it up to ten. I mean, look, there's overwhelming support in the population for these bills uh, to raise the uh-huh. minimum wage. It's not it's not a close. It's among the least popular thing. The us three belief, um, it, you know, you're ta- you, if you want to say about like to eight and nine dollars. I mean, you're talking in the 80s and 90 percent type of approval over these things. It's like a conservative libertarian economic point that we are 100 percent right on. But no one agrees with. Yeah. Um, so you throw your, they're going to get that through. They they can get that through during another bill. 15 bucks, though, is really stretching it. I don't think so, they'll get it that Okay, high. so because I heard a, a report, what was it, yesterday or the day before, um, that we talked about on the program that Joe Biden had
had even said the minimum wage deal is dead. So you think he mm. just meant if it's $15? I think the $15 thing is such a stretch, and I think they know it's a stretch. Yeah. I think it's the type of thing they know they're lose. I don't think they can do it the way they're trying to do it. So, because the 50 votes thing is very specific with the types of rules. They can, again, change the rules. They can go after and get rid of the filibuster. There are things that they can do, um, but they're extreme. And um, I would not put it past Democrats to put them through in this fashion, but it's a, it's a pretty big step. Now, if they jam in a $12 minimum wage into a bill that they, they want to get passed later on that's very popular, like, you know, a military support bill, Right. Like that's the type of way I think they could get something like that done. I don't think rule wise they can get it done this way. Um, and I think you probably will get cinema and mansion saying, look, we said we don't support fifteen dollars an hour. That's why we're only supporting fourteen eighty five. That's the type of thing. Or it'll be phased in over a longer period. They'll, they'll play their games. But I think, you know, when it comes down to it, the, the Democrats will get their 50 votes for this thing. Um, and, and and Joe Biden knows it. Everybody knows it. So why would they bend? Why would they bend to, to Romney's $10 plan or a $12 plan? They don't need to. I just don't think they can do it this way. Yeah, Pat. I'm going the other direction. If 15 is good, why isn't $50 an hour better? Right point. It is. Why not $100 Let's make everyone really rich. Yes. Yeah. Why not a million dollars an hour? Let's yeah. just make everybody millionaires yeah. every hour. <laughs> That's <laughs> great, right? Yeah. As you said, like, I, why I would we, like that. we want to support I would, 27 too. million I would people. Too. Right. Uh -huh. um, this would support all 330 Every, million this people. This supports everybody. Yeah. Really, really Even well. Kids. Why don't kids Even get kids. it? Right. They <laughs> Why should. Don't we just give it to them. They Why, should wait, so that they can hour. then afford their sex change yeah. operation. Yes. <laughs> right. Which they should get for free. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I saw Chris. I saw Chris Hayes tweet out uh, something along the lines of like, "Well, there is there is absolutely no compelling." <laughs> substantive argument against raising the minimum wage. Well, it's and just it's like, asinine. Right. It's like, what just you because insane? you don't agree with it doesn't mean that there's no substantive right. argument. Of course there's a yeah. substantive <laughs> argument against it. It's going to hurt small businesses dramatically. Yeah. And not to mention it's going to hurt the minorities and the, the poorest of the people that they time. that they claim that they want to help. Big time. Because they're going to get forced out of a job. And look, if, if the minimum wage is just that. It's a minimum wage for when you're just getting into the workforce. Mm -hmm. That's what it's designed for. It's not designed to support a family of 12. I mean, nobody says, you know what? I'm going to retire on that $12 an hour. <laughs> I'm going to retire, and then I'm going to make, well, when I'm retiring, though, I'll probably only make $10 an hour, but I'm going to retire on this. That's not what it's for. Yeah. It's for Teenagers mm -hmm. who have no skills, who are working at McDonald's, they get into the workforce and you make a minimum wage just to get you, you know, into the workforce and understand how it all flows and how it works. Gets a few dollars in your pocket so you can put gas in your car and go cruise the drag or whatever these wacky kids do these days. <laughs> That's what they do. That's, That's what they do. They cruise the drag, right? And so, you know, it's, but it's been completely flipped around. Yeah. Like it's supposed to support a family of, of six or ten. Well, because, well, because they get to use the term livable wage mm. and make it mean uh, whatever the hell they want it to mean. It's not supposed to be a livable wage. Right, right. Well, well, but I'm like, what does livable wage even mean? Can someone please define it for me? What is livable wage? Because something that someone can live <laughs> yeah. on in New York is a lot different than something someone Big can live time. on even in Texas. You're going to need yeah. like 50 bucks an hour in New York. Right. Because 15 is not a livable wage. You could, but like, it's like, okay, is this living with a roommate? Is mm. this living without having children before you're ready? Is this living without a really nice car? 
and taking the bus. I mean, there are a lot of things in here, nuances in here yeah. that we're not even discussing because you think you have a right to just say, I just need a livable wage, so you have to pay me whatever the hell I want. Right. It's one of those dumb things they make up that can mean anything, right? I mean, we all know 100% of people making minimum wage are living. <laughs> so they've somehow made it livable. Uh, we, I mean, they may not like that life. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to chip in. It's a way you 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 earn money early on, get experience, build your career. Yep. Yep. As Thomas Sowell, I believe it was, said, you know, the the actual minimum wage is zero. Mm-hmm. When when the minimum wage yeah. gets raised to fifteen dollars, those people get zero dollars per zero. hour, and they stay at home and they're on Twitch all day. Yep. Right? Like, so mm-hmm. what do you do with that? I mean, like, if you want a society that is dependent on government for their entire lives, a group of young people who grow up with no uh, no ability to learn a trade to actually have a work ethic and build that work ethic then you're a democrat and you want this to go on right mm-hmm. and, you know we know it will cost millions of jobs it may help some people in certain circumstances but the amount of people who are trying we've gone through these numbers before the amount of people who are on minimum wage who are trying to support a family to make it a livable wage it's such a small amount, you basically round it to zero. Yeah. It's almost no one. Almost mm-hmm. no one is in this situation. Yeah. Um, most of the people are either very young or, you know, maybe in retirement just trying to do right. something. It's, it's a very small percentage of people who are in prime earning age who are working to support a household on minimum wage. It, you're right, Pat, not designed for that. Um, you know, look, I would be uh, of the opinion to get rid of the minimum wage entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, I, that's just, it's just not a sensible thing. It doesn't help people it hurts um but again there's only so much pushing you can do on this we can win this argument in our think tank worlds in our talk show worlds but when you have a policy that's 85 88 percent approval they're just going to do it i mean they're going to find a way to do this i don't know if it'll get to 15 but they're going to find a way to raise it yeah all right uh we've got the latest on andrew cuomo coming up next back Uh in a minute nice Andrew Cuomo is uh, surprisingly, shockingly, I know, sit down for this one, denying allegations this week that he has used his position uh, to belittle and bully critics and opponents, sexually harass and aid and suggest she play strip poker. Now, of course, we brought you this story yesterday, the allegations from uh, Lindsay Boylan, who is a former Cuomo aide who, I think it was last December, she came out and she said, he sexually harassed me. He basically, he's a, a slimy, you know, sleazeball, um, but didn't really go into the details. Now she has. And uh, I, for one, am shocked that he is denying it and also shocked to hear that um, multiple women on the left, including Kirsten Gillibrand, who was very outspoken of women's rights and, uh, you know, blasted Al Franken himself, uh, all of a sudden have nothing to say, not responding to comments, asking them how they feel no believe all women these. coming from Gillibrand on this one I'm I'm mm. shocked I I'm don't shocked know. maybe she didn't get the call another uh, Democratic <clears throat> luminary that spoke out uh, very much this way and, and advocated for I- individual uh, immediate and uh, independent investigations was someone you might know Andrew Cuomo uh, yeah he also was it, there's that. another guy who has that name no it's the same person yeah, oh. he was just saying when it was someone else it was all we need independent investigations immediately now it's just he's just supposed to deny it um, you know his denial was amazing too I don't know if, if you happen to see it, but um, I don't have the exact phrasing in front of me. But basically, he, he did one thing he did was take something she didn't say in her piece. Like she, he, she described the, the, the strip poker uh, situation and said, like, I, you know, one person was sitting in front of me, one person was behind me, and she names who they are. And he responds in his, um, you know, his big denial to get him out of this. 
uh, we have the fl- flight manifest, and at no point was she on a flight with just those two people. It's like, well, at no point did she say she was on a flight with just those just. two people. And then, and then he says, and you can, you can attribute this statement to any one of these four people. And they list four people. And then it just says, we never, heard the, we never heard that conversation take place. It's like, well, did they say that? Or who? Why are you attributing it to four people? Did they say it in unison? Was it a song? Did they sing it all together? Or was there like, are you just writing words and jamming it into these in these people's mouths because they're they're subservient to you, right. like you wanted uh, Lindsey Boylan to be? Mm-hmm. And that's why, of course, Andrew Cuomo is awful. Uh, oh my God, that that's what the com. mug says. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it says, Sarah. Wow. Uh, And it is uh, despicable. And I will say this as well. We have not heard word one from his brother, Chris Cuomo, or anyone on CNN. Well, that's because there's a ban on uh, Chris having Andrew on the show with him. He wanted to. He'd love to have him on, I think, right now. There was a ban. And then they cleared it. And then then they put it back on when it got difficult. Well, he really needed to do the interview with the giant cotton swab. Oh, that was oh, right. That would have been really funny. That, well, right. it was really it was hard hitting journalism. I've always found that comedy is much funnier when thousands of people are dying in nursing homes. Do it's you? Just right. Of, it's just a rule of comedy. Right. Uh, so yeah, no, no, no commentary from Cuomo, um, which is you know, of course, Andrew Cuomo is awful. Dot yes. com, and that's why, of course, also Chris Cuomo is worse. Dot <laughs> <laughs> com. Okay. Dot com. So you can get right. either of these there, mm-hmm. um, I love those. but they are. Both true statements. <laughs> Very. And you might say, well, wait, I don't know. Maybe Chris Cuomo isn't worse. It's he hasn't ha- killed thousands of people yeah, in nursing homes. But he's worse than almost anything. So it works in every... <laughs> even if you don't think he's worse than Andrew Cuomo, if you just hold it up, uh, it really... It stands on its own. It really does. Almost everything. These are yeah. like good his and hers cups. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. his and his. Glenn mm-hmm. made me make one that says Don Lemon is worserer. Uh, that's so, great. <laughs> that's up there now too. But it would have that one. In that's stock. amazing. Uh, but it is, it is hard to pick though, Pat. Which well, one I want to know... If we've gotten so picky now where a governor of one of the most populous states in this country can't ask a few employees to play strip poker on a flight. Is, a is that where we are now? Are is that where illegal? we are? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, <laughs> have we gotten this picky now where that is a bad thing? Yeah, and we should point out it wasn't just that. It was also touching the leg, yeah, touching the back, her on the kissing lips her on the lips without now permission. I, now, I did say what I read mm. yesterday. There was one that I gave him a pass on, which was sending flowers on Valentine's Day to like multiple female aid workers or yeah. whatever. I was her, like, okay, you that doesn't if it seem was terrible. just that, you could that, say, yeah. like, yeah. that was just nice. And her yeah. case on that was all of his direct underlings that were women got flowers. And one person outside of the direct underlings, which was her, got flowers on another floor, the only woman on the floor who got them. No, so, I mean, if the card said, oh. like, hey, baby, do you want to, like, oh, go no, to bed he, later? He, the emails said that. <laughs> uh, the emails, didn't they say, he, he listed uh, one of his former girlfriends and said that she looked like his former girlfriend, except her, her prettier sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he told, again, through multiple layers of management, this is not Cuomo saying it directly to her. She's saying it to Lindsay Boylan's uh, supervisor, who then's communicating, hey, you look like my hot girlfriend's uh, hotter sister, and also, um, uh, you know, that I, I have a crush on you. Um, so again, like, none mm-hmm. of this was, we should be clear, number one, 
even though Andrew Cuomo is among the worst people on the planet, he is still innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Uh, and number two, um, none of this was Harvey Weinstein level stuff. I mean, it right. was it was bad and uh, and really creepy. But it it, it yeah. was not. It, I, and as much as I legitimately can't stand Andrew Cuomo, I legitimately think he's responsible for thousands of people being dead. That being said, he still deserves all the protections uh, that uh, that everybody yeah, else has. Due process. I I still believe in due process. Mm-hmm. I will be consistent even with the worst human beings on earth. Mm-hmm. I will still say that that's true. And, uh, by the way, Andrew Cuomo is awful.com. Back in a minute. Available now. <laughs> Hey, don't forget to uh, go to Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your audio podcasts. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It helps more people uh, find the news and why it matters. You also might see your review read live on air. We've got one from Gambit120 who says, uh, best news podcast. This is the best news podcast out there. And there's two exclamation points in his sentence. Wow, he means it. You know that he means it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, Also, Jamie, Jamie Mars, don't have a chance to always catch the show with on don't always have a chance to catch the show on Pluto, so I download the podcast just for good measure. I love all the guests. Too tough to single out just one. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, make sure that you get your reviews in uh, so that, again, I mean, there's a lot of, like, you, you have to feel for the people who are listening to Brian Stelter, okay? We want to make sure that they're actually getting the real news. And also, he's probably hurting from uh, Hasbro taking away his gender. <laughs> so uh, also, don't forget, if you want to join Blaze TV, become a subscriber. It is, uh, you got to join now, all right? The sale is about to end. You'll get $30 off if you use promo code NEWS. You got to go to blazetv.com slash news and why. Promo code NEWS for $30 off. Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.